Hello fellow brethren and welcome to the Faith Encounter Service from the Cordes Family Church University City, Philadelphia. The message you're about to hear is a faith-filled message of Pastor Daniel Oposui, a beloved son of Bishop Daniel Mills. Open up your heart, listen with faith, and allow the Word of God to bring positive change and transformation into your life. Happy listening. Hallelujah. Can we clap for them one more time? All right. Let us pray. Please stand to your feet. Let us pray. You move mountains. You cause walls to fall with your power. Perform miracles. There is nothing. That's impossible, and I'm standing here only because you made you move mountains. Why don't you join us and sing a song? Falls to fall with your power, with your power, before miracles, there is nothing. That's impossible. So I'm standing here only because you made you move mountains and you cause walls to fall with your power. You perform, you perform miracles. There is nothing. That's impossible. Now I'm standing here only because you made, and I'm standing, standing here only because. Why are you standing here? I'm standing here only because you You know, I want us to pray for a few minutes. Just thank God for um, keeping us, watching over us throughout the year. It's the last Sunday of the year. And you are standing here. You are standing here. You are not lying down somewhere, but you are standing here. And I think it is by the grace of God it is a miracle that you are standing here because many, many things could have taken you away and not allowed you to be standing in church on the last Sunday of 2019. So why don't you lift up your voice and begin to thank God and let him hear you say to him how much you appreciate what he has done for you, how much you are grateful, how much you are thankful for how he has kept you, how he has allowed you to stand here today and give the Lord some thanks and praise. Why don't you lift up your voice for the next few minutes and let us pray and thank God. Thank him. 
thank him. Lift up your voice and thank him. Thank him. Everyone in this place, thank God. Say, Father, I'm grateful. I thank you that I am not lying somewhere, but I am standing in your presence. I am right here in church. I am right here where you are. I am in your house. I am in your house. Thank him. Lift up your voice and thank him. Thank God. Thank God for all the days throughout the year that he has kept you and all the days that he has, he has, he has, he has blocked the enemy's power from affecting you. He has blocked every person who had intended to do you harm. All the times when you were protected, all the times when your prayers were answered, all the miracles that you have seen this year, all the, all the, all the good things that have come your way this year, why don't you lift up your voice and say, thank you, God, for keeping me. Thank you for watching over me. Thank you for, for, for preserving my life. Thank you for keeping me up to this time. Thank him. Thank him. Thank him. Protected me. Yes. That's why I'm standing here. Mm. Father, love me. We are grateful. We are thankful. Every single one of us here. We appreciate what you have done for us. In our goings and in our comings, Lord, you were with us. In our travels, you were with us. In our low moments, you were with us. In our sorrows, in our tears, you were with us. In our high moments, when we were happy and joyful and everything seemed to be working well for us, you were with us. And we do not want to take it for granted that we are standing here in your presence on the last Sunday of the year. And it is by your grace and by your grace alone. The Bible says that many are the afflictions of the righteous. But the Lord, but the Lord, but the Lord delivereth him from them all. I believe that the Lord has delivered you from many afflictions. He has delivered me from many afflictions. And I am standing here. And you are standing here today. Father, we are grateful for keeping us and for being faithful to us. We thank you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. All right, take your seats. Oh, you can come forward if you're on the back and you want to come forward. Feel free. A lot of seats. It's a, it's a cozy service. Short, cozy. And some people in the church said I should not say that the service is going to be short. Because when I say that... Are you glad to be in church today? All right. Has the Lord moved some mountains in your life this year? Thank you very much, musicians and singers. Well, a lot of people are not in church today. 
seems like a lot of people have either gone somewhere for a vacation or traveled or something like that. A lot of people are not here. But it's good that we are here. Amen. Yeah. That's good. When you're alone, it's not very nice sometimes. Sometimes it's nice. You see, when there isn't a lot of noise around you, Sometimes it's nice, sometimes it's not. You see, because my house has been very quiet over the last few days. Because <laughs> my wife and my children have gone away, so I am alone till Tuesday when they come back. You know. All right. So we are blessed. Listen. This year has been a great year. How many of you believe that it has been a great year? And next year is going to be a greater year. Can I have an amen? Amen. Do you believe it? It doesn't sound like you believe it. Yeah. You know... I am believing God for many things, many good things in the coming year. I don't get tired of believing God for big things and greater things. And I want you to have the same attitude or attitude. Attitude. Miata is not here today. She would have helped us. Attitude. Attitude. Reina is here. Okay. I want you to have the same attitude. That's not how to say it. Okay, Reina, please. They said that I should ask you how to. I'm sorry? Attitude? Uh, yeah, yeah. Attitude. Okay. You see, you must have that attitude of, attitude of trusting God and believing God for good things and great things. And you must not feel discouraged or feel that certain things cannot come your way. Amen. You must believe God that whatsoever ye desire, as the Bible says in Mark chapter 11, verse 24, when ye pray, believe that ye receive them and ye shall have them. This one and Romans chapter 8, verse 28 Personally, I think those are my two favorite scriptures in the Bible that I like for my life. (laughs) You must have some scriptures that really speak to you and speak to your life all the time and guide your life. And then there's another one in Ephesians, chapter 6, that I like. 
But this Romans 8, 28 and Mark chapter 11, verse 23 to 24, you know, those are my personal scriptures that I use all the time to speak to myself. Are you with me? Yeah. And as a believer, you must, you must speak to yourself. And what must you speak to yourself? You mustn't just speak highfalutin words of, I, I am great, I am great, I am great. No, no, it's not just about being great. But what is the power and what is the source of the words that you are speaking to yourself? You see, you must have scriptures that you speak to yourself and confess to yourself all the time. I'm teaching you something important. You see. So yesterday when we were at the funeral, Brother John's funeral, I didn't even know. You know, I didn't know. But as they were reading the, the whatever they call it, and, um, you know, later on the priest also said it, said that he had a favorite scripture or he had something that he used to, it's like his mantra, you know, and I think it's a scripture in, he probably didn't even know where the scripture was, but he used to say it all the time. Um, uh, to whom much is given, much is required or much is expected. So when I heard it, when the priest said it, used that scripture, I mean, when he, he said it, I realized that truly, that is what the guy really believed, you know. And he had actually said it to me, not more than, I mean, at least twice. He had said it to me twice that this is it. Because I, mean, I, I think one time I asked him, oh, but why? I mean, why are you doing all of this? this, this, this. So, as you know, <laughs> to whom much is given? Who was standing on the car park when he said that to me? To whom much is given, much is expected. And I remember when he said that to me, I thought that, I, I said, I said, I remember saying to myself that, oh, Charlie, the guy has some scriptures. It's not so bad. He has some scriptures, you know. So I don't even know whether he knew it was in the Bible or it was just something that he heard and he believed and he was just living by it. You know? But you can see from his life that that thing was actually working in his life. All those who knew him and all those who were at his friends, I mean, I mean, at his funeral and everything, everybody seemed to be saying the same thing, that this is somebody who was given so much, you know, and you have, you, 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 you have to, I think that if you are the type of person who gives a lot, God in his own wisdom or something, I don't know, he... he he makes it in such a way that you have so that you can give. Do you, do you understand what I'm saying? I don't know how he does it, but like people who naturally have a heart to give, they end up having to give. One day, a friend of mine had a son, and he named his son um, one of these names in the Bible. 
I mean, the uh, old prophets, minor prophets, something, one of the names. And his reason for giving the boy the name was that he said that um, the, the, the name meant a person who gives. This is several years ago. He said a person who gives. And I said, okay, but what motivated you to be? I, I thought you would, I mean, you choose a name like, oh, God has given or something. I, I had a different idea. Like, okay, you can give a name. He said, no, no, no. I'm giving this name to this boy so that he will grow up to be someone who gives. But in the back of my mind, I know that for him to be able to give, he must have. <laughs> yeah, for him to be able to give, he must have. So I am, I am positioning him so that he can have to give. That's what he told me. You know, he's not even a, he's not even like a tongue spitting, fire, fire cracking, whatever, demon slaying Christian. No, no, it's just some cool guy sitting somewhere. You know, because sometimes even those people who seem to be fire spitting, tongue twisting, Chinese tongues, Japanese tongues speaking type people, sometimes you see that. In their own lives, they can't simple things like loving and being friendly and you know accommodating people and just being nice. They can't do it. They struggle. Yeah, they struggle. One time I heard a pastor, big pastor, he said one of his greatest challenges, greatest problem is to love people. And I said, Really? You've been a pastor for almost 30 years. And your greatest, I mean, you are a tongue-speaking, fire, whatever. And your biggest, I thought that your biggest problem would be something else. But to love, to love people, for you to say that that is your greatest problem, I thought, I felt very uncomfortable. Because also a pastor, that's, what, that's like your basic, you know, basic, it's like a, a, a nurse who doesn't know how to take temperature or something like that. You know, or you can't give an injection, or you're afraid of blood. I mean, you can't really be in a goodness if you if you are if you've not been able to overcome these things. Are, are you with me? Are you? I haven't started preaching. Oh, what's the time? It's a short message. It's a short message. You see, we are just talking. It's the end of year, so we let's have the conversation. It's just a conversation, and then we go. Thirty first, we are back. Ten thirty. We are back to um, church. We are going to have a very powerful watch night crossover service, prophetic crossover service, you know. And I'm believing God that our lives will be totally drenched in oil, you know, anointing to enter into 2020 and, and take over and recover everything that we've lost. Can I have an amen? amen? Yeah. Listen, I remember, I, I'm, look, I'm just speaking. I remember when I was younger and we used to talk about 2020. <laughs> 2020 was like, I mean, it will never come. 
it was like people would create the government, I mean, they would create a policy and then they'll throw 2020 on it. I, I, I mean, it's like it will never happen to some high, um, unbelievable thing. You say, oh, it's a vision, 2020. It will, it's like they will all be dead by the time they think, like, when we get there, nobody will even remember that this thing was there. And here we are, 2020 has come. I think nothing has happened. You see, we are getting closer and closer to Jetsons. Do you remember Jetsons? How many of you were watching Jetsons when you were little? Do you know Jetsons? Do you remember Jetsons? Oh, how many of you remember Jetsons? The Jetsons. Jetsons. It's some, you wouldn't remember. Yeah. Yeah. Jetsons, it was a cartoon on TV. <laughs> Cartoon, you know? Cartoons. Do you remember Jetsons? A little bit. And the Jetsons, all it was about, I think it was set in 2039 or 2040 or 20 something. And they used to fly, um, they had flying cars. You know, so they, they, they move around, they build their cities and they go in cars, so everybody's, everybody has a, a plane, a drone, a drone, actually. That's what it was. And so you deliver things by drones. This was in the 90s. <laughs> yeah, somewhere in the 90s. You know, so it was like, it, it, is, it can never happen. And here we are. We have entered 2019, 2020, and we are talking about drones Delivering things all over the place, flying all over. I went to a church in Ghana not too long ago. Sometime, I, I mean, this, this year, I was in a church. And I, I was sitting in the church, and I, I heard a noise. And I said, what is this? Then lifted up my head. There were drones. <laughs> drones in the church, inside the church. Flying, taking pictures and shooting videos. Inside the church in Africa. talking about Hillsong Church in New York City. I'm talking about a church in, in, in a place called Nanakrom. Deep somewhere in Africa. Drones were flying. Taking pictures, videos. This, hey! So, ladies and gentlemen, we must also rise up and take what God has purposed and destined for our lives and not be wavering in our faith and not doubt that what God has said concerning your life can actually come to pass and will actually come to pass. Yeah. Because whether a good thing is happening or a bad thing is happening, whatever is going on in your life, it can work together for your advancement and for your good. Say amen. amen. Yeah, whatever. So if you're a Christian, you mustn't be afraid at all. You shouldn't be afraid because whatever happens, it is going to, it is going to end up being in your advantage. It's like you are playing a match that you already know the score. Right? You are playing soccer 
and you already know that this game is going to end 3-1 in favor of me. So when the team, when you are in the 50th, the soccer match is 90, 90 minutes. So if you are in, in the 80th minute and you are down 1-0, <laughs> you still stay cool. You, still, you, are still, you are still comfortable. Why are you comfortable? Because you know that the score at the end of the game is going to be what? 3-1 in your favor. That's what it means to have faith in God and to believe that all things will work together for your good. Yeah. Have you seen? Do you remember there was a match? Nowadays, I don't watch a lot of soccer, but back then when I used to watch Chelsea a lot, I remember watching a game. Um, Mourinho had just become a coach of Chelsea and were playing in the Champions League or someplace like that. And they were down 2-0 or something. And who remembers that game? Nobody. Richard, you keep saying, mm -hmm. I thought you were. Meanwhile, you didn't have DSTV too. And they were 2-0 or 2-1 down. Yeah, the final game, the final score was 4-2. Yeah, you remember. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The final score was 4-2, but at a point they were 2-0 or something, and it was almost time. And the man was standing there, he was wearing a blue suit and a navy, white, I mean, uh, sky blue shirt. He was standing there. I don't know, he had a lot of hair. He was young, like me. And he was just standing there, and he's like, he had done everything. He had changed all his three players. All the substitutions, everything was, and he was just standing there waiting, waiting. And, and he was cool. You could watch, I mean, he, he wasn't panicking. He was just standing there, standing there. And they were playing, playing. 60th minute, 70th minute. The guy was cool, just standing there, watching, watching, watching. Then suddenly, I mean, some Ashley Cole. Something to somebody to something to something. All kinds of things seem to be working out. A pass here, a pass there. Somebody slipped here. Somebody made a wrong pass to somebody before they realized the guy had the ball on the corner and had crossed it and boom! It was a goal. Hey! 2-2. Two, two. It it, the thing had moved from zero something it was now 2-2. Two, two. We now have seven minutes to go or something like that. The guy ran, the coach, he ran from his corner all the way to the other side of the pitch where the corner flag is, went to start and jumped on the players. <laughs> I personally, I don't think I've watched a game that has been so tense and so dramatic like that match. I think maybe after that, I, my heart, I stopped watching. It, I think either that one and then the World Cup when they went to play and they missed the penalty. You know, after that, my heart just, you know, because, it, no, look, this, those things, it's high blood pressure problems. <laughs> you know, Nigeria, where you go, score, then you kick over the ball, over the, 
thing. Argentina, every time Argentina will score you. Why? <laughs> yeah, it's not good. It's not good. Give us heart problems. You see, so it was as though he knew the score. And you know what? The truth is, he must have known the score. Yeah. Or in this case, in your life, you must know the score. <laughs> because the person in the middle of the pitch called the referee, he's in your favor. He's on your side. So it's like you are playing a match and the referee who determines who wins is on your side. It's your daddy. So why are you afraid when it's one minute to go and you are still 2-1 two, two, down? It's okay. We are three days into 2020 and you are still not sure what's going on. It's okay. Why? Because the person who determines whether it will be 2020 or whether we are going to stay in 2019, he's on your side. Hallelujah. I want to look into your eyes. I'm looking into your eyes. I want to look into your eyes and speak to you. You see. And I want you to believe that whatever happens in your life works together for your good. And so do not be afraid. Yeah. Do not be afraid. How many of you have been afraid this year? You've been through certain things and you were afraid. Lift up your hands. You went through something and you were afraid. Something scared you. Something gave you reason to doubt or reason to be concerned. Yeah. This woman standing here, look at her, look, look behind you. I don't know why she's standing there, but look at her. Look at, have you seen her? Yeah, she has a baby somewhere in the room. Is the baby there? Sunday school, okay. <laughs> a three-month-old baby has gone into Sunday school already. Yeah. Catch them young, and they shall be yours forever. I see. Derek, that's what you've been telling the girls. Eh? Okay. Okay. The Holy Spirit has revealed it. Yeah. She, I don't know why she's standing there, but she, her baby is a miracle baby. Yeah. Miracle baby. The other day, I was just praying, you know, and I, I, I told her, I don't know if she remembers, but I told her, we pray, I was praying, and the Lord reminded me you know, that this baby is, a, is, a, is an answered prayer. It's a miracle baby. Yeah. You know, because we had been praying for her, for her to have a baby. 
You know, we had been praying. Different people have been praying. She herself had been praying. Her husband had been praying. So many of us had been praying. You know, but I remember, I remember one time I went to see somebody. You know, it wasn't planned, but I went to see somebody and she was there. <laughs> and when we finished, talking. This was maybe around 1 a.m. or 2 a.m. or something like that. Just talk, talk, talk to you about 2 a.m. So I was about to leave. And then I called her and she came and we started talking. I don't remember exactly what we were talking about, but something to do with her baby, with her baby or the fact that she was going to have, she wanted to have a baby. And so I called her. Do you remember this story I'm telling you? So I called her. She came to sit beside me like this. Just, I was sitting in the chair, and she sat to my right. You know. And she was crying. Do you remember you were crying? <laughs> she was crying. You know, about one, crying, crying, crying. So we said, okay, look, let's pray. We prayed and for her baby. For the baby to come. <laughs> she wasn't pregnant. We prayed for her to get pregnant and have a baby. This year, isn't this year? This year in April, yeah. This year. So anyway, several months later, I was standing outside and she came to me and told me that she's pregnant. Great. Powerful. Relax. <laughs> Look, this is not part of my preaching. I haven't started preaching. It's a short service. It's a very short service. <laughs> so, she came, I was standing outside there taking pictures as usual. And she came and said to me that she's pregnant. So as I looked at her, I said, yeah, you must be pregnant. Because you are changing. You know, but one day I was praying not too long ago. I was praying about some time in November or yeah, around October or something like that. I was praying, and the Lord reminded me of that night. Do you remember? Yeah, some people were there, <laughs> certain people were there. So the Lord reminded me of that night when we prayed. It was. January uh, 28th. Yeah, 28th. So the, the, it was a Monday. It was Sunday night, but we had entered into Monday because we had been talking till overnight. I mean, we had crossed midnight. So it was 28th. And I remember because that was my daughter's birthday. So Sunday, we were in church. And then the next day was Monday. Monday was her birthday. You see. And so the Lord reminded me that do you remember that day when you people prayed? I said, yeah. It was Carrie's birthday. I said, yeah. That day, the Lord answered the prayer. Yeah? And so I took my phone. This part, I, haven't, I don't think I told her. I took my phone and I checked. <laughs> I did some calculations. 
from the 28th of October, I mean, January, which was a Monday, and her baby was delivered on the 21st or 14th, 14th of October, also a Monday, exactly nine months to the day, Monday to Monday. <laughs> exactly 37 weeks, I think. Yeah? 37 weeks, exactly. That baby came out like that. Boom! <laughs> it's a miracle. Because they had said to her that she cannot have a baby. Which, obviously, now, as we can see, it was a lie. As we can, you and I can see that it wasn't true, isn't it? Yeah, it wasn't true. But somebody said it. So, you see, there can be people saying things that are not true about your life. And you don't do anything about it. You just sit back and say, oh, okay. But we can see clearly that this thing was not true. It was a lie. The evidence is that the three-month-old baby is in Sunday school. <laughs> yeah, we are sitting here. We are standing here. December 2019. The thing they said in December 2018 that no, this thing, forget it. The, one year later, the baby is in the Sunday school. So the question you should be asking yourself too is that what have they said about you that you have accepted? And you believe, and you have resigned yourself to that fact, so-called fact. It is a lie. A certain woman was caught on TV, one of these politicians, and she, she, she caught out flat lie. She said something that was not true. She took total lie. When they caught it, she said, no, 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 this is not a lie. It's alternate facts. <laughs> yeah, alternate facts. It's, a, it's an alternate it's a fact, but it's the alternate to the truth. I mean, what are you saying? It's a politician. What are you saying? What does that mean? So maybe you are sitting here and then somebody has stated some alternate facts about your life, about your business, your future, your marriage, your children, and you are sitting back and instead of rising up and using the word of God, to fight your battle and remove all such words and all such ordinances and all such writings concerning your life, you just sit back and relax. Who, who is to blame? Can you blame God? You cannot. You cannot blame God. You cannot blame God. cannot blame God. So, what am I saying? I am saying that as a Christian, you must not allow just anything to happen in your life. You must allow the Holy Spirit that is inside of you to lead you and to help you 
Enter into God's perfect will and perfect plan for your life. And you must not be shy about it or you must not take it lightly. You must be deliberate about the Holy Spirit leading you and helping you and your life huh, for something that God has destined for you to receive and something that he has destined for you to occur in your life to actually come to pass. must. Too many Christians, just relax and let's finish the service, okay? Just chill. I'm not even going to open this thing. Ten minutes will be done, about. I feel like somebody's thinking, when will he finish and then go and do that one? (laughs) Forget about this one. This is what we are doing. Just relax. What was I saying? There are too many Christians who allow just anything to happen in their lives. Yeah. Just allow anything and everything and anybody into their lives. (laughs) But you see, as a spiritual person, you must understand, you must know you must be able to see there's something called the eyes of your understanding. In Ephesians chapter 1, your eyes of, the eyes of your understanding, they must open. Are you with me? Yeah, they must open. Not just your regular eyes. The eyes of your spiritual understanding, they must open. of your understanding being enlightened that ye may know. Yeah. Otherwise, you are walking in the dark. You are just walking in the dark. And it is dangerous. I can't emphasize it enough that walking in the dark is dangerous. May your eyes be opened. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Look, I'm telling you that, look, since I had that meeting with him, there are certain things that I know. I know. Keys. Prayer. Certain kinds of prayer can open your eyes. These eyes, not just these regular eyes. As for these eyes, I can close. If I close them, I can't see anything. But when my eyes are open, right, what I'm seeing here, there's something else that these open eyes cannot see. Are you with me? And these things, this, this type of eye, the understanding eye, that one, when it opens, a lot of things begin to make sense. A lot of it. I'm reading a certain book about curses and blessings. And as I'm reading, as I've been reading the book, 
Abigail. You see, it fills in a lot of gaps. The thing that a lot of people don't understand is that this world, a lot of things are determined by blessings and curses. A lot of things. When you really go deep into the thing, you realize that there is something behind what you see that is making things work and influencing things. And it's either a curse or a blessing. Yeah. Modern day Christians, we are, we, we are, we have tuned our minds off to the power of curses. Meanwhile, they are working. The fact that you don't believe in it doesn't mean that it's not working. So, when the Bible says in Deuteronomy, I think it's chapter 18, it says, God says that um, I, am, I am a jealous God. And, and, and I visit the iniquities of the fathers unto the children, even to the third and fourth generations of them that hate me. I think it's, it's chapter 18, where the Ten Commandments are, around that time, around that place. So you ask yourself that, can you confidently say that if people who hate God and people who don't serve God and double in all kinds of, you can search for it if you find it, double in all kinds of evil things and you know what I'm talking about occult practices and all these type of things. If those people can be categorized as people who do not love God and who are against God, can you say in your life as you are sitting here today that if we are to go back four generations into your life, four, just four, your father, your father's father, and then your great-grandfather, that's three plus you, four, can you say that, confidently say that, nobody in these four has doubled in any of these type of things? No, this is not it. Can you say, especially where you come from, can you say that there's no grandfather anywhere, no great-grandfather anywhere, who has not done anything which can bring a certain evil effect on a third or fourth generation person like you. Numbers 14, 18, Numbers 18. Okay, I'm not trying to scare you, but I'm trying to show you something in the Bible, in the Bible. So, you see, it makes a lot of sense. A lot of things start to make sense. A lot, of, a lot of things just begin to make sense when you start to understand this thing about blessings and curses. See, we like the blessing part, but we don't really like the curses part. But we don't want to know about it. Of course, nobody should like a curse. But to, to understand it and how it works, you see, 
Because sometimes you see certain patterns in your life or in your family. And if you are, if you are, if you are humble enough, I don't know, is it Numbers 18 that's taking you so long to come? 14, Numbers 14, verse 18. You see, if you are humble enough, you just need to look into your life and, and try and identify patterns. Things that happen or have happened. And you can see this person, your father, your grandfather, your great-grandfather, or your mother, your auntie, this, that. You can trace. You can always, it always seems to be something that you can trace. If you can see certain things, you, 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 certain things will now begin to make sense. Because t- take something like a blessing. As for blessings, it's like people who do well in life. I mean, no matter how much you think about it, it doesn't make sense. Like, what is the formula for excelling in life? You tell me, what is the formula? What is the equation? What do you have to do? School? Really? You have to go to school? Okay, everybody here has been to school. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, I mean, oh, okay, oh, okay, sorry, sorry. Ivy League education. Maybe you have to go to, you have to go to Harvard before you do well. Really? a number of bankrupt Harvard graduates who are walking around with $200,000 loans, debt hanging around their necks. Is it, is it the Harvard that makes the person successful? Is it the school that makes the person successful? What is it? Can you tell me what the equation is? Because the thing is, everybody, you can, yes, you go to school, but you see that at some point you realize that uh, the school, I went, but <laughs> there, there seems to be something I don't have. Yeah. And, and, and why would you think that way? Because somebody who has also not been to school now seems to have far more and is able to do so much more and seems to be living a life that you thought that you would get by going to school. All of, all of us went to school. I mean, I'm talking about secondary school. At least those of you who have left secondary school a few years ago, you can understand that it, it's not the people that you thought were going to be successful who ended up being successful. It is not the rich, it's not the, the, the most intelligent people in your class who ended up becoming the, the best or who ended up becoming the, the wealthiest. So what is the equation? What, tell me, someone needs to tell me, what is there an equation? There is no equation. There is no one, two, three things that you will do that will determine what you become or whether you will become great or whatever. But what it is is that there is something behind. There's something called a blessing. And so if this scripture is saying that God can visit iniquity or something bad or like a curse or something 
of the fathers upon children. If something like a bad thing like iniquity or curses can come down for four generations, uh, then in the same way, a blessing too can come down three to four generations. Are you with me? Yeah. So something might be working for you now, but you don't know where it's coming from. It may, it may have absolutely nothing to do with who you are and what you are doing today. Somebody else has done something that is making it work for you. And that thing is called a blessing. Yeah. So you look at the Jews. They have something called a blessing. That's all they really have. Nothing else. It's called a blessing. And that blessing that God pronounced on Abraham has followed them up to today. So that wherever they are, they seem to be doing so well. And it's not their education. It's not the fact that they went to school. Because some of them didn't go to school, but they are actually very, very, even more whatever than the ones who went to school. But generally speaking, as a group of, of Jews, you can see that they have something that seems to make things work for them. And that thing is called a blessing. And that is why, if you are a Christian, you must have, Bishop says all the time, a proper respect for curses and a proper respect for blessings. Not that you are afraid, but don't joke with things that bring curses. Or if you observe certain things in your life and in your family, don't joke with it. And if you observe certain blessings, step into it, actually hold it. And do things that will bring a blessing over your life. Yeah. I can give you a long list of things that you can do, but I won't go into it today. There's a book about curses. You can read it. Bishop wrote a book about curses. You can read it. The book I'm actually reading is it's not that one, a different one. But that, that one has things in this book has things in that one too. So ladies and gentlemen, as we are entering this new year, uh, what am I saying? I'm saying three things. First thing is what? Don't be afraid because all things will work together for your good. Somebody who is in charge of the game of life is actually working out the game for it to favor you. <laughs> yeah. And two, what am I saying? Second thing I'm saying. Let me come here. It seems like the people here, they remember. What is the second thing I say? The miracle. Always remember the lady's miracle. What's her name? Elijah. Always remember her, her baby. A miracle baby. Because it really is a miracle baby. But... It was a miracle baby because 
God's word overturned another person's words. That was a miracle. That what they said would not happen. God was able to make it happen. Yeah. God was able to make it happen. And it's so, it, see, when God, it, there were times that she herself, she didn't even believe. She was even angry with God at certain times. Do you remember? You remember? Some of you remember. She was angry with that, oh God, what is the meaning of this? But your anger with God or your, your not understanding whatever doesn't change God's word. Yeah. It doesn't change God. The fact that you don't understand. You see, the Bible says that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. He doesn't wait for you to get understanding before he helps you. While you were yet sinners, while you were a sinner, Christ died for you. While you were a sinner. Not when you became a saint and you became clean and everything was okay with you. Then he came into your life. No, 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 no. While you were yet, what? A sinner. So, you can be at a place where you don't understand. God will still work. And his words can still work in your life. Hallelujah. Yeah. So, the second thing is that through prayer, you must learn to overturn Things that have been spoken against your life and things that are not in your favor, you have to learn to use prayer to overcome and overturn these types of situations. Yeah. You must use the power of prayer to overcome and overturn in a very serious way. You see? And the final thing is have a proper respect for curses and blessings. Try to move away from things that bring curses uh, and try to do things that bring blessings. Try to do what? Move away from things that bring curses and bring pain. A curse brings pain, brings trouble, brings embarrassment, brings um, sickness, brings disease, brings anything negative. That's why it's called iniquity. It's like when the people have done the bad things, he now also brings iniquities and bad things onto, onto their children. Are you with me? Yeah. Three things as we end 2019. And as we are going into 2020, we are going in with a lot of power, a lot of hope, a future, a bright future. Hmm? 2020 is going to be a bright year for you.
the time. Hey, you didn't stop me. You should have stopped me. Stand to your feet. Let us pray. I want you to just pray. I know, I know that some of you may not be here on the 31st of December. No problem. But for all of us here today, I want us to pray and talk to God seriously. You see, about these three things that we just discussed. And ask God to help you. If God doesn't help you, where are you going to get help from? And if God helps you, who can stand against you? So let us pray. First, I want you to pray and ask God that if there's anything any word spoken over your life that has become a stumbling block. You know, somebody can just say, look, you, you never do well. Those three words, four, you will never do well. Five. It can, it can, it can change your life. It can. And somebody can also say, you, you are going to be great. And that word can also change your life. So you want to pray, close your eyes and pray and ask God and say that any words that have been spoken over my life that have become a barrier, have become a stumbling block against my progression and against my future and against what God has purposed and destined for my life. In the name of Jesus, all such words are overturned. Lift up your voice and pray. All such words are overturned. All such intentions against my life are overturned. All such ideas that will not help me, that will not cause me to walk into the perfect will of God. I overturn all such things in the name of Jesus pray. Open your mouth and pray. If you don't know how to pray, just say what I'm saying. Just, just repeat the words I'm saying. Yeah, just tell God that Father, any word that has been spoken against my life, I overturn it by the blood of Jesus. Any idea and anything that serves as a stumbling block in my life, that prevents me from moving forward and entering into your perfect will for my life. It is overcome today in the name of Jesus. Say it and believe it. Yes. Then I want you to pray and ask God, God 
one more thing. And then we'll go. Holy Spirit, help us. I want you to pray as Ephesians chapter 1 verse 18 says, that the eyes of your understanding being enlightened that thou may see what is the hope of your calling. Ah, I want everyone here today to pray specifically about God's call over your life. What God has destined and has planned for you to be and for your life to become. Pray right now and ask the Lord to make it happen, to reveal it unto you. Yes. Pray. Lift up your voice and pray. It says that when your eyes are open, you will begin to see what is the hope of His calling over your life. So pray that your eyes will be open, that you will begin to see, that you will begin to see, that you will begin to see what is the hope of His calling over your life. In the name of Jesus, lift it up and pray and tell God, Lord, may my eyes open, may my eyes open, may I have understanding of what you want me to do, of where you want me to go, where you want me to live, who I should be with, who I should not be around with, who I should not be around. Father, open my eyes. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Let me see. Ask God to let you see, to open your eyes so you can see. Yes, pray. Two more minutes. We are almost done. Just pray. Just pray. Pray. If you can pray in the spirit, you can pray. Lift up your voice and pray. You can pray in tongues. Pray and, and ask God to help you to see. Open your eyes. To open your eyes. To open your eyes. To open your eyes. That thou may see what is the hope of his calling. Because the Lord has called you. The Lord has a plan for your life. The Lord has a purpose for your life. It says that when you were a clot of blood in your mother's womb, he knew you and he had a plan for you. So pray that that original plan and that original intention that God had for your life, whatever has come as a stumbling block, whatever has come as a, as a blind spot in your life, that is not allowing you to enter into your calling. Pray right now and ask that that thing be removed that you may be able to see. Yes. Yes, lift it up, lift it up, lift it up. We are praying just a few more minutes. Just a few more minutes. Just a few more minutes. For some of you, this may be your last prayer for the year. But yes, why not? Why not? Why not pray? Let us pray and ask God that he should reveal himself to us. His will and his calling for our lives. You should open our eyes to see in the name of Jesus. Marco Tolomo Shandala Bayadala Zenko Talima Bandolose Briando Santalimalaco Ajando Lima Cotanda La Mambola Masopri Navando La Masonde Zeka Doli Mashando Lima Lamaba Barando Sincadide Sabatoli Malabra Dosande Malabadoske 
Minka Tine Lamalos, Kinika Balo Lima Lavarados, Isando Simatali Barabandoli, and the Sinka Bando Libra Nos Kenibatala, and the Malados, the Inca Lamananos, Kimbrados, the Ninka Lavaleke, Hey, Kalima Bandon, Salambo, Simbelene, Rabababando, Sanda Lamatole, Maranda Lamadole. Masandale marando skila mando stinene hey kanimo skula manda stune lima tolea masandole makadosha ninga malala masoblene zikatole malama shonda la masonde tetele matina la madoski ni malama sonde lenene rimabandola esendo la masunta la madele rimama honda ni malando zimalaro rimakando lo moshata la madele Zekonda lima mandoli sabando limalana limato limana la ramando sibrene rosanda la makite zekoti la mano sibra nonde miko libra no saninka tinenene malibalo shenele malamando sinene na mano la masonde le matayaba yes Lord thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus thank you Jesus. Thank you, Jesus. How I fight my battles. May look like anything that has made you cry in 2019. Anything that has brought you pain and sorrow in 2019. The Lord said that He's taking it away in the name of Jesus. Listen you are going to have a testimony in 2020. Whatever made you cry, whatever caused you pain, whatever caused you embarrassment, whatever caused you sadness, that thing has been lifted off your life in the name of Jesus. Receive it. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight. This is how I fight. It may look, it may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may feel like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may seem like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Cause this is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. Yes, this is how I fight my battles. And this is how we fight our battles. Cause this is how we fight our battles. And this is how we fight our battles. As Christians, how we fight our battles. Yes, it may look like I am surrounded, 
but I am surrounded by you. It may seem like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. It may look like we are surrounded, but we are surrounded by you. It may look like we are surrounded, but we are surrounded by you. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight our battles. This is how we fight. This is how we fight. This is how we fight our battles. Yes, may look like I'm surrounded, but I'm surrounded by you. Yes, it. may look like I'm surrounded. I'm surrounded by you. This is how I fight my battle. Right this is how I fight my battle in the name of Jesus. This is how I fight my battle. This is how I fight Jesus. my battle. This is how I fight my battles. This is how I fight my battles. This Lift up your hands, everybody. Lift up your hands. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you. We thank you for your presence in this place, Lord. We thank you for speaking into our lives. We thank you, Lord, that from today, our lives have been permanently transformed by the word of God, by the power of God. A new word has been spoken to override every negative word that was spoken in the name of Jesus. Father, we declare that your plans and purposes for our lives shall come to pass in the name of Jesus. We stand in your word. We stand in your word. We have faith in your son Jesus Christ. And we believe and we know it shall come to pass. Thank you. Deliver us, Lord, from any curse, from any pain, any suffering, anything that is not of you. Father, deliver us from anything that will try to be a stumbling block, a blockade, a, 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 an embarrassment, a, 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 a source of shame in our lives. It is cut off in the name of Jesus. Father, anything that we are connected to, that is, is it, it has become a channel through which the devil uses to torment us and to cause problems and cause confusion and cause chaos in our lives. All such demons and all such principalities that are hovering over us in the name of Jesus and in the power of the blood of Jesus, we cut off all such links, all such associations and all such persons in our lives, in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord. We give you praise. Amen and amen. All right. Take your seats and let us go. Um, do we have communion today? Or we don't have... Okay, very quickly, let's do this. Or we can take an offering. Why don't you take an offering? Take an offering. Everybody take a good offering. Sow a good seed. It's your last, maybe last but one or so offering of the year. Take it and 
let um sing sing i want some music in there so let's do the offering first come here so take a good offering give by text give by amazing grace however you give cash envelope text online sow a good seed and believe God for a great harvest Father, in the name of Jesus, we thank you for the generosity of your children. Bless them, O God, as they've been faithful, cause them to receive a just reward. In Jesus' name, amen. All right, stand to your feet. Let's have communion. In the name of Jesus, we thank you for an opportunity to come into your presence and partake of your body and of your blood. Father, we thank you for the power that is released into our bodies because of this meal. This spiritual meal. This meal that has more power than any vitamin and anything that we can eat into our bodies. We thank you, Lord, that you have prepared a meal for us that when we eat Lord it cleanses every sin every iniquity when we drink it washes us it causes us to become new and clean it has more power than any cleansing or cleaning agent in this world this power in our bodies Lord can move great mountains and can do great and powerful things. So we thank you for making this provision for us. May it come to pass. May we have testimonies. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Jesus Christ. Do you all have it, everybody? Okay, one minute. Everybody got a, a, a piece of bread. This is probably your last 
uh, communion for the year. Wow, it's a blessing. 52 weeks of the year. Some of you have been, I don't think I've been here every week of the the year. I don't think so. But for most of us, we've had, we've been able to have communion almost every day of every week of the year. Almost, if not all. It's a blessing. Hallelujah. It's a blessing to have communion every week. It's like your Bible. It's a blessing to be able to read your Bible every day. You know, the app, I have an app on my phone, Bible app or something. It tracks every day. If you read, it will say one, two, three, four, five. When you don't read, then it will go down to zero. Start again. When you see the zero, then your heart, oh, you have broken my streak. So it is a blessing to be able to have communion every week of the year. God has been, has been faithful and has allowed this to happen. This is the last one for this year. In church. The next communion we have will be in 2020. Hallelujah. I said that this thing is going to secure your life. You will cross over into 2020. Say Amen. The body of Jesus Christ. Say it confidently. The body of Jesus Christ. Eat it. Take the cup. You see, this cup I'm giving you the same way Jesus gave the cup to his disciples. He gave them a cup with wine in it. And he said, drink. He said, drink it. Drink it. So I'm repeating Jesus' words when I say, drink it hallelujah and you and I know that Jesus doesn't give anything bad to us the Bible says that every good and perfect gift comes from above and comes from the father of lights in whom there is no shadow of turning so something that comes from Jesus is a good thing and it's not just any ordinary thing it is the blood of Jesus his own blood that washes away every sin and every iniquity in your life. This blood has the power to wash away, I said what, every iniquity. You remember the scripture we read? It says that he visits the iniquities of the fathers fathers to the third and fourth generation. This blood is able to wash away all iniquities and allow you to walk in power and allow you to walk in boldness and in confidence. Lift it up. Say the blood of Jesus. Say it one more time. The blood of Jesus. And drink it. Father, we thank you for your blood. We thank you for your body. Every power in this meal is hereby released into our bodies in Jesus' name. Can I have a louder amen? Can I have a more victorious amen? Can I have your loudest amen? Can I have the last amen for 2019 in church on a Sunday? Give the Lord some praise. God is good. Yeah. All right, we're going. Anybody here paying your tithe, come forward. Let me pray with you quickly.
If you are paying your tithe, you want me to pray. Come, if you are not, you are paying your tithe. Okay, lift up your hands. Father, in the name of Jesus, I thank you for Sharon's life. Yes. Touch. Help. Deliver. Protect. I break every chain that links you to that which is not of God in the name of Jesus. Any association with something that God doesn't approve of is hereby broken in the name of Jesus. You will live, you will fulfill God's plan and God's purpose for your life in Jesus' name. Thank you, Lord, for the deliverance. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Thank you for listening to this message. We pray that your life has been transformed by the power of the Word of God. If you would like us to pray with you or would like to worship with us, please contact us at the Coderce Family Church, University City, Philadelphia or call 267-809-5530. Thank you and God richly bless you.